I'm Andrew Haynes, and this is the Fair Game Podcast, the place where we talk about all things golf. As golf continues to evolve, faces and personalities have emerged with the game, making it more enjoyable and engaging across every aspect of our lives. For this episode, we've got Kira Dixon and Tisha Lin, two leaders in golf media, here for a conversation. We first met them at the 2020 U.S. Open, which feels like forever ago, and we wanted to spend some time catching up and getting their takes on what's happening in the game right now. Let's get started. Thanks for being on the podcast, guys. What's going on? We're just we're just hanging out. We're just having a good time. We're reuniting. It's been a while. I was we started the podcast or before we started recording, chatting a little bit about how the last time we were all together and it was what year was that when the US Open was at Wingfoot? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, I think. Yeah. That was the weird September US Open. Yes. Like the weird thing where I don't know, they apparently they gave me a camera and said, just run around and do your thing. That was wild. <laughs> The only fan. You were the <laughs> only fan. That was wild. But it was fun. That was the first time we were all together in the same place. And then I've been watching you both uh, from the Instagrams for a while. And I've been really impressed with what you've been up to. So I'd want to chat some more about that. And we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. So maybe for some people who might not know of each of you, I'd love to start with um, maybe do a quick intro. Um, who wants to go first? Kara? Tell us who you are and maybe start with... How you got into golf, maybe start there, and then I'll ask some fun questions. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, let's see. Hi, I'm Kira. <laughs> <laughs> great, great start. Yeah. Um, so I primarily work in uh, golf reporting, golf media. I'm a reporter for the Golf Channel. Uh, I get to do some stuff for NBC Sports, some uh, various random projects within the network all that type of stuff um which is awesome and has been so much fun this is going to be my third year doing that um and I started playing golf with my dad which I feel like is a very common answer but my parents are Russian immigrants and they thought that golf was a really important business skill for their three-year-old kid. So they put me in a golf lesson. I played very serious junior golf and around high school, I quit playing golf because I thought golf was stupid, which is funny now. Um, but the fundamentals of that golf swing remained. And then when I realized how wonderful and valuable golf can be to someone and their life, um, picked it back up again. And turns out my parents were right which we all hate saying. <laughs> and it's given me uh, an amazing, an amazing life. So let's see uh, how I, how I ended up in this crazy little world. Nice. Wait, so your dad, does your dad still play? Not really, but thrilled that I'm playing. Nice. <laughs> he'll get, he'll like get out every once in a while, but yeah. I love that. What about your mom? Does she ever play with my mom recently has been um, taking some golf lessons. So, uh, We'll see. We'll we'll update you as that progresses. I like that because I was going to ask when you guys are playing together, who's giving who strokes? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely giving them strokes. Nice, awesome. That's fun. Tisha, give us the quick Tisha 101. Well, before I even like start my story, Kira totally missed 
the part where she is a phenomenal singer and she was also Miss America. <laughs> and like, oh my God. Like her previous, cool. I mean, she's cool. not. I'm just trying. I'm just showing you. I'm showing you off. Let me do it. Okay. Just casual. It's super cash. She's an. She's a very talented human being outside of golf too. I know this is a golf pod, but I just have to throw that out there that Kira is very perfect in many other ways too. Oh my God, um, so just so she's also my publicist. <laughs> I'm also her choreographer. And yeah, my my choreographer, so. my life coach, my social media coach, cheerleader, all those things. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I'll do my spiel. Um, I'm Tish. Um, I am a golf media personality. I was a former professional golfer. I got into the game. Same as Kira, my dad got me in at a very young age. I was I was three, and he was really into sports. He was actually really into tennis, and um, he just happened to catch the golf bug instead. And so he got me a plastic set of golf clubs, and I never stopped swinging ever since. I was a junior golfer, a very serious one, competing on uh, the national level. So much so as we moved from. Illinois to California so that I could uproot my training style so I could train all year round. And I was able to compete against like a lot of the girls you see now on tour, played collegiately D1 and then turned pro right after. And then social media kind of like hit that cusp of, you know, just hitting really hard in the golf world, especially in uh, end of 2015, 2016. And I, to be very honest, thought it was very dumb at first. I thought like, I'm going to use my ability like I am a professional and uh, that's what I'm going to do. But then I also needed other means to get exposure. And I was also very aware that marketing is a huge play. And I was a communications major. I very much understood like what needed to be done. Um, and so to kind of pursue my professional golf, I thought, well, let's just post something. Let's just post the journey. And that was really how it began. And now here, here I am, you know, like five, six years later, still just grinding away at the content. Actually, I think it's more than that, but we're not trying to show the age here. So, uh, yeah. And then just been doing the social stuff and TV stuff and any, wherever they, they need some type of connection to golf. Like I'm there. That's awesome. I have two side sidebar questions connected to both think something yeah. both of you guys said one so i love how both of you guys got into golf because your dad's um my son is about to turn three old well, not about to he turns three next year and i've already been slowly like i'm like here take this little tykes wedge like just go hit it and he's kind of expressed interest but not really um but i i had a chat with adam's dad actually one of the episodes we recorded in tokyo um and i asked him you know bringing kids into the game how do you make it fun one of the things he said that i thought was cool was that um he gave adam a club when he was a kid but he didn't give him a golf ball so it was hey hit a tennis ball or hit a beach ball did you did your dad do anything like that to make it fun because i can understand from a three-year-old perspective a golf ball is not a very big thing or were you guys hitting golf balls from day one that's cute yeah that's really smart i don't think i was I don't think we had that uh, wherewithal, which is probably why I ended up playing golf at my level. And Adam Scott is playing golf at his, but it's fine. I'm not, <laughs> but, but my, so I, <laughs> I'm very motivated by food and my dad would like, would, would gamble with me on the golf course, but for hot dogs or for Gatorade, red Gatorade to be specific or oh, a bag I of chips, nice. Snickers bar, like specifically a frozen one from like the, you know, the, like the teeny municipal uh pro shop 
uh, in where we were living at the time in Texas. Like I, I thought that was like the best thing ever. And I was going to stay out there for 18 holes, 21 holes, 26 holes, uh, rain grind on the range. If I got my hot dog at the end of it and it be like got to beat him or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's what my dad did. (laughs) Um, my dad. So the way we began, he gave me plastic. I don't know why he did it this way. It was like quite the opposite. I had plastic clubs, like literally like your driver is like a red plastic club. Your iron is like a blue plastic club and your putter is like a green plastic club. And, but he would give me real golf balls. So like (laughs) it was not efficient. And finally I was, I remember, I don't know how I know this thought, but like I was hitting on the range with them. He's hitting real golf balls and I have this colored plastic set and I broke the head off because I'm trying to hit a real ball and it like flew off and I like ran into the range to try and get it. And that's when he was like, okay, it's time to get you real clubs. So he got me a real club, sawed it in half, taped for a grip. And then I had just been playing ever since. And when we couldn't go out to the range, he would bring me to a park and we'd hit base to base on a baseball field. Um, And so that's kind of, that's kind of how I learned, but it was like, there was no like young kids around me or anything like that. I'm sure it's probably the same for Kira. Like it was really for me, just like a father daughter experience. My dad made Mm -hmm. it fun at first until I became like a raging teenager. And I was like, dad, you're not cool. Don't coach me. Like I got this. And so, yeah, but it was, it was a father daughter experience up until that point. That's very cool. Yeah. I love that. See, I love or I've learned to appreciate the notion of like a little wager or a little gamble. And I, I don't like to, I don't like to bet. I've been to, I don't know. I've been to Vegas a couple of times for work. I've been to Atlantic city one time with my grandma and played, I played nickel slots and was super stressed out. because yeah, just, today, There must've been a slot machine involved. Yeah, in Atlantic. Exactly. Yeah. Bur- burning money stresses me out. But I've come to appreciate, especially coming here at Fair Game, the idea when you put a little bit of something in the mix, it just makes things interesting, even if it's like a dollar or a red Gatorade. So totally. Like, even now to this day, my, my husband and I are like, all right, closest to the whole dollar bet. Yeah. Every every time we play. That is fantastic. Um, let's go a little bit deeper into kind of like what you guys do professionally, because obviously you guys both work in, in media and communications through different channels. Um, Side note, I wanted to say this, because um, when you mentioned uh, social media, Tisha, I think, in my opinion, and I love to hear both of you guys' perspectives, I think Instagram, for me, it's almost like the new LinkedIn. Like, I am able to connect with I use it for business and work more than I do for, like, social, to be honest. It's just, it's a fascinating tool, I think. But um, anyways, I thought that was like a side tangent. Yeah. Um, but Obviously, you work on the platform, Tisha. That's kind of like the core of your business. But do you use it for other things outside of that? Or for you, is it just like when I go into Instagram, I'm in work mode? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dating. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) Sliding into other girls' DMs like, hey. (laughs) No, I'm just You would never. No. (laughs) I would never. Because I could be screenshot and put out there. Um, uh. I mean, for me, I think because of the way I was introduced to social media, I'm able to make it very much work related. Like, and I think that's how I'm also able to separate like um, my emotions from social media. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, because you know how like the younger generation, they kind of grow into social media and it's like their being and it's like, oh, I need to have this. Um, For me, it's like, okay, this is work. So when I do go on, it's very work inspired. 
um, I guess I never really thought about it that like, yeah, when I go on, if it's not for the means of like just checking in and um, communicating with other, other people connecting, it's trying to find trends. Like a lot of my free time is spent on trying to figure out like what's the next cool thing. Like, cause the moment that I'm done editing something and I've put it up, I am onto the next one. I'm onto the next trend. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And if I'm doing it on Instagram, I need a break from that. Then I'll go on TikTok, trying to figure out the next trend there, go on Twitter, what's important. You know, it's, it's a never ending cycle. So for me, it does very much feel like work. And then, you know, if I come across something funny, cool, but I try and, um, you know, I try and, I try and separate the two. Like I try and actually take time off my phone to do other things. For sure. I feel like a lot of people don't understand and appreciate all of the research and thought that goes into a lot of stuff like that. Cause you're not just, you're not just turning on a phone and a tripod and just making it happen. It's, it's actual creativity that goes into it. And I think the same thing for you, Kara, obviously with broadcast, like, especially when you're live, it is one, it is one take. There is no, Hey, I messed up that take. Let's do it again. Like what, like, Kira, what is your process with, with on air? Because for me, that is a whole different ball of wax. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a, an interesting thing and it's, it's kind of like, you know, you have to survive or, or nothing. If, you know, if words don't come out of your mouth, then <laughs> you're just standing there turning oxygen into carbon dioxide <laughs> and, uh, it's, it, it's not good. Um, I mean, my, my whole, my preparation process all the way back to what Tisha so lovingly mentioned was Miss America was that I, my strategy was always, I'm going to be so prepared that even if my brain just completely goes out to lunch, something will come out of my mouth. Like I, no stone is unturned. I will have like, cause you know, sometimes you get nervous or things are happening or your adrenaline is going you're uh like it's like like the first level of your consciousness is like gone and then you're just falling back to you know what do i have underneath all of that that my body can just produce without even really having to think about it so that's like my my emergency exit fail safe for if something happens or whatever and that's not to say i don't make mistakes all the time and uh things don't go the way that you want them to go but in general, I try to just consume as much information as I can, read every transcript, watch every golf shot, uh, you know, uh, read every article, take as many notes as possible, talking to players, and agents and parents and friends and caddies and whoever else. And then all of that boils down to a question or a statement or a, a report or a feature or whatever. Um, I think uh, there's a big misconception of like, there's somebody constantly telling me what to say, which is not the case. It's very much, you know, I hear numbers counting down three, two, one. <laughs> After that, you know, it's kind of up to you, especially in the reporter role. Um, from if you're hosting um, the studio show back in Connecticut um, for like Golf Central or Golf Today, which I've had some opportunity to do, that's a lot more of a collaborative. Like you sit down with your producer, your analyst, and you're really going through how to create a you know a, a show and you know what do you want your thought to be and how should I tee you up for this? Like there's there's definitely a different process. But at the end of the day, you're still the one that's putting everything into your own words. You're typing that script in like you're 
um, making sure that what you say is something that represents you and is natural for you. Um, and it's not, you know, TV like looks cool and glamorous from the outside, but on the inside, it is a ton of work and a grind. I love every single second of it. And unless you love every single second of it, you will not be successful in it because it is psycho. But um, <laughs> if you do love it and can do it, it is like the most awesome thing ever. But yeah, it definitely is a is um, a bit of a lift, as they say. See, that's very interesting. I had no idea. I think I probably kind of knew this, but I I assume that like, oh, well, they might be reading some type of teleprompter or and then someone's in their ear feeding them some level of facts. But you're saying that's not true. No, on a, if, if you see me, let's say Cara Banks is hosting Golf Central and she tosses to me as the reporter in the field ever. There is never a prompter in that situation. That is just me stream of consciousness speaking to um, the camera. If I'm hosting the show in studio, there is a prompter there. Um, and there's a bit more of a collaborative thing going on with your analyst or producer and staff there. Um, but out on the road, it's you and very, and you, you have a producer out on the road as well. And you discuss a lot of things, but, um, I'm very much like pitching all my storylines, building all my storylines, you know, sometimes, some, uh, you know, uh, it's been an interesting time in golf, uh, for the past year. Or so there's certain storylines that they want to track down and they want you to go and talk sure. to X, Y, Z person. And they're like, Hey, can you please make sure to focus on this and the other thing? But outside of that, there's also, Hey guys, I got this like awesome note or this awesome nugget on blah, blah player. Like, can I go down this path? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And then you build that report, you go and get your sources, you get your nuggets of information and you say it on TV. It's a, it, no, it's, it's a lot. And it's interesting because especially I feel like a lot of people, like my background is advertising in New York and I've been a designer and creative director. And I've always been on the other side of the camera. Like I'm the one that's making storyboards and hiring photographers and, and, and whatnot. And people don't really understand one just just the different perspective and like all that goes into being on the other side of it and when you have to do both like when you have to do the preparation behind the camera and then turn around and deliver on the camera like that's a lot like there's a reason why there's an entire industry in advertising where there's 20 people on set and the talent just has to be the talent and say x but both of you guys are like making all of your stuff which i think is really cool um Tish, quick question. So for you in, in com comparison to that, like, do you have a team or is it pretty much just, just you? I have um, more of a team now, but I was very much solo for like the first essentially five years. And I mean, I'm also like a maniac in terms of like control of things like, you know, people don't see it. Like they don't, they don't see what goes into like our brain when we're trying to plan for something. Right. But like, I'm so meticulous when it comes to what I do so much. So as like, it's like, ah, uh, that wasn't the right 45 degree angle, shoot it again. I don't like it. Or I didn't like the lighting on that one, shoot it again. I didn't like my reaction on that one, shoot it again. Like, and I will do it. And whoever's in the video with me will have to deal with my <laughs> perfectionism when it comes <laughs> to it. But, um, and I take so much pride in that, but I, I do have a little bit of a team now. So I have a right hand. Um, I brought in my childhood best friend, actually, which was really, it was really just like, a, it was like a God given, you know, opportunity for the both of us to have this unique relationship. But she also is a very creative um, photographer and videographer. And so I have given a lot of given up a lot of my control to her when it comes to 
high level photography, I leave it to her. I trust her tones. I trust her colors. I trust she knows my angles. I'll tell her this is the shot. This is a song. This may be the caption. Work with that and she'll go do it. Um, and or we'll storyboard together or we'll get a brief from a brand and we'll just talk through ideas. And some of our conversations just like make no sense. Like we're like, what if like I hit a shot and it bounced off the wall and I did this and we transitioned into this and like we just say the wildest things. And so it's really cool to have someone to work with now. Um, I also have an agent and she has a bigger team in itself, but she doesn't help with the creative process. She just kind of goes out and grinds and does the digging and does a conversating for me at this point, but um, I hope to expand my team even even more so because it, it is hard to be your own producer, your own cameraman, your own editor, your own talent, your own script writer. Like people don't people don't see um, you know what goes on behind the scenes when it comes to that. For sure, I don't think people appreciate just how much Tish does <laughs> and how much goes into it. It is absolutely insane like I every every once in a while I'm like Tish how do I do blah 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 and like (laughs) just hearing her explain how she would do it and the edits that she would make and the apps that she like it is it's such a craft um so just just wanted to make sure people understand thank you I, I very much appreciate that thank you for the love it's amazing. I mean, yeah, I I love your stuff. It's really funny. I mean, your transition videos are great, and they're they are top notch executed. And I I think you're right. Like, there's so much that goes into doing it well. And I think one of the one of the not so great things about social media or, or any platform, if you will, that becomes big and is highly consumable is that you people forget that you know you're coming to this thing to be entertained. I mean. I haven't looked at stats in a while, but I'm pretty sure, you know, there are probably more people on social media than they're sitting down watching their television. Um, but you for, you forget that you come to this thing to be entertained. And then there are people whose job to actually make high quality things that make you laugh. And sometimes you forget that there's a lot that goes in. It isn't just this easy, you know, it's like a, what our, our parents are like, what social media? Like you're not just turning on a, your phone and, doing a thing it's it's a craft and you know you're basically like a like in a mini agency if you will which i think is cool um i i do want to talk about one more golf thing and then i have a couple more other questions can we take a quick sidebar um can we take a hashtag not sponsored segment to talk about charcuterie boards please (laughs) hashtag (laughs) not not sponsored uh yes when did it when did it all start let's start there (laughs) okay well i have a God-given love of meat and cheese, which most people do. (laughs) So let's start with that. Um, I have always, um, so, you know, there was like that phase when everybody was taking the Enneagram test. Yes. Like the person, Tish, have you ever done the Enneagram? Like That's a personality test? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Then yes. So I forget what my number is, but my, my, uh, and we might even have a similar one, which would make sense, but my Enneagram is the one that's the entertainer. Um, so I've always loved this, like, I want to create an experience for people thing. And like, when I have friends, like, I can't just have my friends come over. Like I have to like do a thing and there's glitter and and, (laughs) like, uh, you know, a a charcuterie board. There's glitter, there's rhinestones. Yeah. My pageants are showing. Um, um, and so I've always like loved putting those types of things together. And my mom has always done stuff like that. So I don't know. I feel like I've always just done it. Um, but you know, I, um, 
there's this sometimes when people put together a charcuterie board, it's just like they put a bunch of crackers on a plate and a bunch of meat that they bought and maybe some fruit and call it a day. But like, there's so many more creative ways to do that and to bring in different ingredients and to make it look super cool and super pretty. It was just a fun hobby and a way to bring people (laughs) together and it's delicious. And I made a lot of them during COVID, um, (laughs) which I'm my poor husband. (laughs) Um, I've, I've, I've done like Augusta themed ones and Super Bowl themed ones and like, you know, everything you could possibly think of. So oh, there's um, themes here. I invite all your listeners to uh, not be afraid <laughs> of, a, <laughs> of a bold charcuterie board and to like fold their meat properly. Okay. Don't just throw it on the board. Nobody wants that. Um, yeah. This is a lot. This is a whole thing. Say. Sorry. We could do a whole pot on that. Um, anyway, <laughs> dish back to you. <laughs> it's an art. Um, I know nothing about charcuterie boards. I think Kira puts my charcuterie boards to shame. I should also <laughs> never be in a kitchen. So there's just that. There's that. Okay, I could buy whatever food anyone wants. That's about it. <laughs> I was gonna say, Tish, like, are you you're so cooking? You're like, no, not my thing. Zero percent. You know, I, I, you know, it's just I don't have the patience for it, and like, it's just one of those things where like it's very systematic. Like you have to do things in right timing. And I just like panic when I'm like in the kitchen, I'm like, Oh crap, that should have been out of the oven. But then wait, there's something on the frying pan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I got to chop this up and I just do things out of order. And you can't just be like, Oh, I'll get that out of the frying pan or whatever later. Like, no, I, you burnt it. And so I actually, cool. fun fact, really like a lot of my food burnt because my mom burnt a lot of food growing up. And so I would eat, a lot of burnt things, whether it's burnt toast, um, burnt like like meat, um, or or what have you, or like crisp salmon on just one side because it was left a little long because mom was <laughs> taking care of all the kids and me, and I just like things a little overcooked now because of it, and I just never got any cooking ability. It's, this has been a very different sidebar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We ha- we had to take a sidebar. Look, sometimes you have to talk about the things that are completely not golf related. Like we can just talk about golf all the time. It's he- it's healthy. Question: Have you guys we can nerd out on gear for a little bit? Have you guys gotten any like new stuff in your bags this year? Like, do you have like a new favorite club? I don't know anything particularly you want to ch- want to chat through wedges, driver, anything? Because like, what are you playing right now, Tish? Are you playing Cobras? Yes. So everything in my bag is Cobra, but they are actually just now, you know, it's, it's about to be the new year. All the club club manufacturers are about to launch their new thing. Um, I've been able to uh, swing the new Cobra driver once and I was able to literally be in a photo shoot with it, but not really like hit it so much, but I'm very excited for that. I really can't say much about that, but currently um, in my bag is the Cobra LTDX for drivers and woods and I have the forge tech irons. Um, and then I don't know if many people know this, but Cobra does have uh, putters right now. And they kind of released like a, a limited edition putter set with thick technology, like the same thing that Bryson has, S-I-K-S-I-K technology, S-I-K. And I, and I'm a big, I'm big on, I mean, as everyone should be, like you have a relationship with your putter. My putter before this Cobra putter, was um i've had it for seven years and it was a a gearin putter i don't even know if people know what gearin is Uh, but gearin went on to make um a different brand which is slipping my mind but i i had his putter for a very long time and then 
when Cobra came out with this, I was even very timid to try because you just don't let go of something good. Um, but I very much enjoy my putter in the bag, the limited edition Cobra putter. So that is that is what I love right now. Nice. Kira, where are you swinging right now? I play a whole Callaway bag. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, I have the Epic Flash driver and I think the Apex Irons. Um, oh, gosh. I, I, I've got a few, uh, the Rogue um, Fairway Woods as well. And I play in I, um, my Odyssey putter. It's the the two white circle Odyssey yeah, putter. Yeah, the, the two dot. Love that thing. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, I love Callaway. I've been working. I've, I've played Callaway clubs since 2015. My clubs were stolen out of the back of my car in Los Angeles and I tweeted about it and Callaway responded and sent me a brand new set of clubs. And I've been a Callaway girl ever since. Get out. <laughs> That's wild. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Which is like so brilliant for a brand to, to establish some brand loyalty <laughs> and to like get some great, great marketing, um, out of that. Cause obviously I was, I was posting about it forever, but now I have a, an awesome, uh, partnership with them and, um, got to be a, an official ambassador for the first time this year. Uh, we have a really cool squad. So yeah, it's been, it's been a really cool journey with them and, and I love the, the stuff. So check it out. Nice. That's awesome. It's so funny. The, um, the people stealing clubs out of cars vibe not not great i've heard it from a couple people that it just here's here's my thing about this right because i live in new york right and obviously new york is insane and uh there's beth page state park here like a you know they have the they've had the pga toward um what was it the pga championship there i'm forgetting but anyways um great track beth page black is epic but it's a public to public place right kind of like a tory pines if you will um, and I feel like one time I was there, I went inside to go pay and whatnot. And then I came outside and, and someone was kind of like making a scene and complaining because someone had stolen a Scotty Cameron out of their bag. And for, for me, which is not cool, right? It's just stealing people's golf stuff yeah. is not cool. And maybe I'm just ridiculous and, uh, and, and old and cranky, but I feel like stealing golf clubs is a thing that just should not happen. Like, it is such a personal thing that you develop a relationship with. It's like, it's almost like stealing someone's clothes. It's like, just don't do it. I think it's very personal. Like you don't realize what you could be taking. You know, it could be like your great grandfather's club that meant so much to you. And it's like, why would you take, why would you take that? I feel like if somebody took my bag now though, versus when it happened back, you know, whatever it was six years ago, I think now I would be even more devastated because I put so much work into like yeah. the exact set that I have. And like my bag tags are all super meaningful mm-hmm. and like, you know, certain things like that. So like, please don't take my clubs. Yeah, just <laughs> don't just don't steal people's clubs. Not cool. Um, I was with a buddy. Um, he was telling me about those like Apple air tags. And I feel like I saw Ashley Mayo talking about this too, but apparently I don't know how these things work. They're small. Uh, and I guess they're Bluetooth or something, but that you can know where your stuff is and the battery doesn't die and it always emits a signal. I don't understand how the technology works. I think it's fascinating, but I feel like I might buy one and just tinker with it and just see where my clubs are. So anyway, I have, I have them for also my luggage because United at United loses my luggage all day. day. Uh, Oh no. So you're like, where are my bags? And you're like, oh, they're here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I also heard this from Ashley Mayo because her clubs were stolen. 
Yes. I do remember. Yeah. I do remember her saying that. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that was super devastating. These club thieves got to chill. They got to chill with all that. Um, can we talk about tech for a little bit? Golf, golf tech specifically, or just maybe I think just the rise in technology related to golf. Obviously. We are an app company, so we are part of the the new wave. But I think there's some interesting stuff that's happening. You know, like Tiger's got this new thing coming out um, that I know very little about. Um, and then Tisha, obviously, you're working pretty closely with Fitbit. Um, how do you guys feel about just the new changes in technology in relation to golf? Like, what are you liking, not liking? Do you want to see more of it, less of it? Um, yeah, maybe we start there. What do you think? I think I think for me, I, I I genuinely really like where where golf is is heading and the technology that makes it a more accessible game or you know a little easier to learn. I'd say, like I'm I've been someone even through my professional golf career that has always been very like systematic and very into like my numbers, technology, whether it's having like the nicest shooter in the bag or being able to know someone that has maybe like you know a, a tracker of some of some sort, like a track man to be able to, to figure out numbers and whatnot, I think is like really beneficial, even down to like automated, um, like push carts. Like that's cool. I like that. I'm all for that. I was a carrier. And so for me, I was like, well, where was this when I needed it? Like, Oh, the, the, the robot, right? Yeah. And like, I mean, technology in general, like you're mentioning with Fitbit, it's like to, to even be able to like, just hop on your phone and like see that there's like golf, golf tips that you could see so easily whether it's social media or an app and for me like Fitbit app I just get a workout like right there like I I I personally like it I think that that um technology is always like a controversial thing in golf but but I am for it especially for like the everyday golfer for sure yeah same same I'm all about it um I have you heard of a company called Sportsbox Andrew? I've heard of them, but I don't know. They do like the, it's not augmented reality, but they can like basically check your body and swing and whatnot, right? Yeah, it's like 3D, 4D, 7D models. Yes. 8D, 7D? Maybe. Um, so I invested in her company um, and I'm a huge proponent of technology and what they're doing. And if you haven't heard of it, I uh, check out Sportsbox AI. Um, it's really amazing to see uh, a you know a piece of technology on your cell phone be able to give you the insights that it does. And you know, for me, if it's my my hip and um, uh, lean or like the way that my arms are or the way that my, my chest is or you know what where it should be based on where it is and all those numbers, it's just a really awesome easy way to figure out what you're doing and how you should be more efficiently swinging a golf club. Um, which is just something that the human eye can't see. Um, and I, you know, I love taking golf lessons, but it's just, it's a great tool to have. Um, so I highly recommend that. And then Tish, what you said about the electric push carts, I am a huge <laughs> fan slash member of push cart mafia. Mine, <laughs> her name is, her name is Susan. Sometimes she's lazy. So sometimes she's lazy, Susan. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, so big fan of that. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I think that like what you mentioned, the tomorrow sport thing that Tiger and Rory are doing is I, I hope it it's awesome. I, I think that, you know, that a lot of the concept has not been like shared fully publicly, but it seems like a smart way to attract a new type of audience to the golf space, just because, you know, any other type of golf on TV is, you know, 18 holes or 70, 72 holes of stroke play for the most part, it's can be boring. There's a lot of like, you know, 
not there's not a lot of action happening all the time um a lot of the like more exciting moments are boiled down to a very small percentage of of a broadcast and um if you're not like a huge golf fan that's not necessarily going to draw you in so maybe this is a different way to draw people in that are um you know the types of golf fans that we are so um so who knows but yeah i think that um i think it's only uh, going to help the, the sport grow um, so I'm excited to see see how it continues to evolve. For sure. Yeah, that, you know, Tiger's new thing. I just saw today and I don't know exactly what it all entails, but there is a lot of big names that are backing it. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton plays golf. How good do we think he is? I mean, he's a very good driver. So, I mean, his reaction, his reaction timing is. Impeccable. I bet you. Yeah. Like his hand eye is probably excellent. Yes. Fascinating. Yeah, there we go. We'll be see it. Yeah, so I have a push card. I need to start using it more because I'm getting old, but it's great. Because why? Because why carry my bag? Like just right. Yeah. the The electric push cart. My husband got it for me for Christmas two years ago. Is like the single best thing that's ever happened to my golf game. Wait, do you keep it in the? Do you keep it in the trunk, like of your car, like when you're going to the club? Yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, when I come home, I put it in the garage. Uh, how heavy is it? Out of curiosity. Not heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like a, okay, but I mean, I think yeah. they, they're getting lighter and lighter too. Where have I seen them? There's a, a buddy of mine is a member at a club here, and they have them there. And I feel like maybe one day I like try to move one, and they're like heavy. They're legit heavy. They're like bodies, but it sounds like they're getting lighter. So interesting. Um, we're almost done. We can wrap it up. Do you guys have any plans for the rest of the year? Uh, any golf plans, trips, or are you guys just working, grinding? I think Tara's about, uh, uh, Tish is about to record a TikTok right after this. Are you working right after this? <laughs> yes. Oh, no? my God. Yeah. I, I feel very attacked right now. Like, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'll be probably filming till like midnight, like all of the stocking up content. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my create, as the kids say. Got to create. You got to get it done. Um, yeah. A couple closing questions. Do you guys have any tips for anyone out there that is looking to get into golf media in any way, shape or form? Are there any kind of like core lessons or things that you've learned over your time? Like what is one or two tips that you'd give a, I don't know, I'm aging myself here. One of the youngins give a 22, a 22 year old looking to get into the game. Yeah. Give the youth. Let's just leave it at that. Any, any top line tips you'd give the youth? Oh man. Okay. Hello, youth. Um, <laughs> dear Auntie Kira. Oh, um, <laughs> oh no. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so what What I would say, um, and Tish, I think you probably agree, um, is that, there, that the golf world, although it is small, there is space for everyone, and everyone has a place in it and can contribute in it and is valuable in it. And it just takes your own hard work and desire to be there. And there you will carve a space for yourself. Like there is nobody that can tell you that you don't belong, that you shouldn't be here. Um, and I, I definitely overcame a bit of imposter syndrome when I first started of like, do I have the credibility to do this? It should, you know, there's so many more people that would be better at this than me. Um, you know, do, do I have what it takes to make it work? And if you're willing to put in the work, the answer is yes. So, um, I, 
I would recommend that anybody that really wants to get into, I'll just focus on my end of it and Tisha can take any of the other creative stuff. But for my end of it is to read as much as you can, read books, read articles, just read, 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 hone your craft in writing. Um, I write what I say all day, every day, like everything I say I have written and you have to be a good writer to be able to do this. Um, and put yourself out there. Don't be scared to send that email, to follow up. You're mm-hmm. not being annoying. You know, whatever executive that you happen to get their email address, they get 5 billion emails a day. Like send another one, send another one until they they respond. Um, and that kind of dogged attitude will get you to where you need to go. Um, and also don't be scared to, to like not have the dream figured out specifically. Um, like you won't get the dream opportunity the first time. Like you might have to start with an internship or like maybe you're a PA or a producer or whatever. But eventually once you get yourself into the network and the ecosystem, you will find your way to the people that will help you to get to where you need to go. Um, but that the, the destination exists. You just have to be able to make the journey to get there, um, which is hard. Mm-hmm. So you can do it, but it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think awesome. Kira, well Kira said that so well, I think. I mean, I completely agree with everything she's saying. And like, I think I'm sure, Kira, you probably get a bunch of DMs too from, you know, maybe young girls who are aspiring to, to, you know, your route. And I get a lot of, I get a lot of young females that, you know, hit me up as well. Like, you know, what do I got to do to basically be in your shoes? And I'm like, gosh, I wish I had a one sentence answer for you, (laughs) but I just don't, I like it's, it takes grit and grind whichever route you want to go right whether it's you were going to go the creative route you want to do both you're going to do broadcast like people maybe don't see that like like Kira went through like a whole master's program while all while working okay like that that is like that that ish ain't easy okay like Mm -hmm. that's a whole thing in itself I was a broadcast journalist major and maybe people don't think that like oh you need to be a broadcast journalist major to be in social media but no but these two things like that was work. That was preparation before we got what we got. You know, like we were willing to do the hard. Like I could not even imagine getting a master's at USC while trying to be on <laughs> golf. Day. I literally was like, uh, it, it wasn't one of my finest six months. I'll say that. Like <laughs> I, the behind the scenes of that time in my life was a bit rough, but we got through it. Like I think I remember, like maybe we were at U.S. Open when we we're like, "Oh, let's do dinner." And you're like, "No, I gotta like submit a paper." I'm like, oh, "What? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not the here pain. about to go TikTok, and you're about to submit a paper? Like, <laughs> what? Like, I know my TikTok yeah. suffered at the time. <laughs> That's okay. We're That's we're funny. good now. I mean, um, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that you know whatever path you choose. The grind isn't pretty, but so long as like you're you're giving effort of doing the best you can each day, like it will all add up. Like I didn't know, like when I was in college, being a social media personality was not even a job description. You know, I didn't go to school and be like, I'm going to be a famous golf influence. Like didn't even know that was a, a possibility, but I was really ever going and ever moving with the change. I think that's one thing that's so important is like seizing an opportunity when you see it. If I didn't seize the opportunity of social media when I did, I would not be where I am. If I thought, oh, let's keep on going professional, I would not have the following I have. I would not have the connections I have. I would just not be where I am. And um, if you're going to go the like the creative route, 
I think um, my best advice is to one kind of figure out your niche, figure out what is it within the niche that you love and then go from there because you have to love it so much that you would wake up every day and talk about it regardless and expect nothing in return. I've been doing social media for a very long time. I didn't wake up with the following and I didn't start making money out of social media until about a year of just consistently doing it because I thought it was so fun to create videos. If when people come into it with like a working mentality, like I got to make a video every day, I got to grind it out. I'm like, that's, that's not, that's not the vibe. Like you've got to love doing this and people are your best friend. People are not your competition unless you want it to be, but you want to collaborate like I didn't build a following on my own. I built a following because I established a group of core girls. And then I was also ever flowing and ever growing with the change. A new girl came in. You can easily be like, no, I'm not going to, you know, work with it. Like, no, it's not about that. Women's golf is already so small. Like mm-hmm. you want to collaborate. You want to grow. You want to help other people. Like, I don't care if you have no followers or a lot of followers or more than me. Like, let's do a video together. If you, if, we, if you feel like you can be a part of it, like, let's do it. Like it's, a lot of this world is about who you know, and there are relationships that I've made five years ago that have just now turned into a contractual deal. And that's how much you got to really be in it. Like, I remember bopping at the PGA show, going booth to booth, being like, hey, like, look at me. I'm someone worth like looking at. I can bring value to you. And they didn't they didn't see the value until much later. But I was consistent with that relationship up until the very end. And I don't think people see that. They're like, where'd you get all these deals? And I'm like, no. I can't tell you how many dinners, how many <laughs> events I had to go to. I slept in my car. Mm-hmm. I'm out here grinding. I'm putting on makeup, like, you know, like eating a chicken wing out of a car. Like what? Like it's mm-hmm. not always pretty. It's not pretty, <laughs> but I, I did the grind to make the connection and show people that there was value. And so there's a lot of, a lot of that behind the scenes. Yeah. That's awesome. Two things on, on what Tisha said. I am one of the many people that have been boozled her into making a TikTok video. So thank you, Tish. <laughs> um, and and just so people know, the women's golf like professional media personality community is so cool and awesome. And like everyone there, I mean, it's small, but everyone is super supportive. Everyone has like their own little thing that they do. And like the other night we were at the like a, a Halloween party for for one of our our friends, Holly Ledbetter. And like, I kind of looked around the room and I was like, wow, like look at all these cool, like badass chicks that I, I work with. I know like, this is, it's really a cool thing to be a part of. So come on, come on. If you want to come hang with us. Um, I think we're pretty awesome. So yeah. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Auntie Kara. That was fantastic. <laughs> Auntie Kira's got you. <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time with my nephews. I'm sorry. It's fine. It happens. Showing our age right now. We're trying to be cool. Okay. Yeah, we're we're trying. I'm just I'm just embracing the inevitable. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's just fine. Yeah. Some guy like walked with me on the train. Like he like bumped into me and was like, sorry, mister. And I was like, mister? Like, I'm not a mister. Like, I'm just a dude. But you know. I had a golfer um that I interviewed, you know, whatever, insert name of event. And the the kid was like, you know, uh sponsors exemption, a college kid. And he yeah. and at the end of the interview, he goes, Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am. Yeah, that's where we are. That's where we are in life. It's hard. It it hits hard, but you know, you it is you just roll with it. So awesome. Well, thanks for the time, guys. Thank oh, you. thank you. That was fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fair Game Podcast. If you haven't already, 
You can hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever service you may be using. We've also launched the Fair Game app, golf's first digital clubhouse, the place to play your game and connect with golfers across the country. You can find it in the App Store or on Google Play. You can also find us on Instagram at Fair Game Golf and check out some of our original videos on our YouTube page. You can find all these links in the podcast episode details. We'll see you next time.